This is the Midday Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Riley Smith. We're on the phone with John Heinberg of Total Farm Marketing as we take a look at how the markets are doing here at midday. Uh, first off, John, what are we seeing in the grain markets right now? Well, we got some buying support here at least to start the day today. We'll see if this can continue into the close. Kind of led by the soybean market. A little bit, uh, some a little bit demand news, demand news on the overnight. Again, China stepped in, picked up some beans, so did unknown destinations, which typically is China. That was encouraging to see. Good week of export sales last week. Knew most of those with that kind of run of Chinese buying there a week ago. Uh, so, but those are at least positive factors. Still kind of watching the shipment pace, and if we're getting things moved, you know, on the other side of two soybeans, we're probably past that 70% harvested window, or real close to that. So maybe some of that hedge pressure is starting to lift. So prices turned around a little bit yesterday, get some good follow through today. Maybe leading us also into November options expiration tomorrow. So that can bring some volatility in uh, as well. We've seen prices move quite a bit off of those options expiration days. So that's carried over into the soybean, or excuse me, into the corn and the wheat markets as well. Corn futures trading slightly higher. Wheat getting a little bit of a bid. Again, the biggest concern for corn is the demand side of the equation overall. And, and we did see fairly weak export sales numbers this week for corn. You know, just kind of continues to keep that uh, cautious. But again, prices trying to trade a little bit higher today. Right. And of course, you know that uh, the low levels of the Mississippi River continue to be an issue. We just can't get barges out. And I just uh, talked with our state climatologist this morning, and he said we're still seeing for a little while a dry signal in the forecast. So it doesn't look like we're going to get rain relief particularly soon. You know, what is that doing for the market scenario? You know, it's causing some issues, at least on the river basis and things of that nature, as harvest bushels are coming in and they just can't get them down the river as fast as they possibly would like to. That longer term could come into play on some of the export demand numbers. We'll have to watch how that goes because obviously we need those bean bushels, those corn bushels to the Gulf to get them on the boats and get them overseas. And if that's limited, again, that could come into play maybe in terms of building that supply more longer term. We'll have to see how that shakes out. Biggest thing, though, too, though, that's encouraging for the corn market, you know, we've got some real issues in terms of supplies in some key regions, the south and the west, mainly due to the dry weather. You know, we may start seeing this market want to move bushels from east to west to meet that demand. You know, so that's going to come into play in terms of the basis levels across the country. You know, while the river is a bit of a focus, the rest of the country is still looking for corn and they've got some pretty supportive market prices out there. All right, John. And what did we see on the other side of the marketplace in the livestock complex? You know, livestock sectors had a really good week. We see a little bit of pullback today, at least on the on the feeder cattle side, probably tied again to the stronger grain markets and just taking a little money off the table. Cattle and feed report coming out tomorrow, too, so that's going to be put a little bit of pause into the market. Live cattle trading a little higher on the front end. We got some firmer cash trade off even over yesterday's numbers. Just saw some Kansas trade at 148, Nebraska trade around 150. Again, that stronger cash market throwing some pretty good retail demand in terms of watching those choice carcasses back above the 250 level. You know, that's kind of helping out, at least provide some support into that market in general. Sliding over into hogs, again, choppy day to day. Again, maybe some profit taken after a heck of a move higher in those December hogs. But we had a really good export sales week last week, over 40,000 uh, tons. That's a great number of pork products getting sold and getting moved out. You know, So we've seen good demand here, and that's going to be some of that extra strength that we need in this market as prices have really recovered in what we call a classic V-bottom look you know, off those recent lows. And of course, with the demand picture as well, uh, do we see any demand increases as we enter kind of the peak of holiday season this winter? 
you know, seasonally, we do typically see some demand stepping up here in this window for both beef and pork as retailers are starting to think about the Christmas holiday and the Thanksgiving holiday and getting some of those offers out there as well. You know, so that's another sign that could give us some strength here for the next handful of weeks. And as I said, we've seen that move on at least on the beef side in terms of the carcass value. So there's still really good consumer demand uh, despite some of the economic concerns out there. And that's that underlying piece that's just going to be necessary to keep these cash prices working higher. And of course, globally as well, we know the markets have been trying pretty hard to kind of increase demand in other countries. I mean, we're looking at China, South Korea, Mexico as well. You know, how are we continuing on that front? You know, beef export demand has stayed strong all all year, trading above last year's pace in terms of value as well as total products being moved overseas. And last year was a very strong year. China has become the third factor in that piece. You know, they've gone from basically minimal U.S. beef imports to becoming our second or third leading buyer of U.S. beef. So that's been very, very important in that regard. That's been kind of an underlying factor in this pork, or excuse me, in this beef price. On the pork side, that demand's been lacking this year a little bit more. And that's some of the reason maybe we saw some of the limits in the price, maybe that break back in price value. But here recently, though, we've seen Chinese pork price Prices really jump after that October holiday. In fact, fact, pork inflation is up 30% year over year in China. That's got some optimism in this market that they're going to be looking for pork to come in and help balance out those prices. And we're going to be probably one of those main destinations for those imports. That's still something we got to keep watching on those daily export numbers. All right, John, lots of great information today for those of our listeners who like to get in touch with the folks at Total Farm Marketing and learn more and talk market strategies. How can they do that? Sure, I'd love to chat with them anytime. Then give me a call, 800-334-9779, or shoot me an email at johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. Again, don't forget about our website, totalfarmmarketing.com. A lot of great information for producers out there. That again was John Heinberg of Total Farm Marketing. We'll go ahead and take a look at those midday market prices. December corn is up five even at 683 and a quarter. November soybeans up 18 and three quarters at 1391 and a quarter. Soybean meal up 810 at 40470. Soybean oil down a penny at 68 even. Chicago wheat up four and a half at 845 and three quarters. Minneapolis spring wheat up eight and a half at 962 even. Kansas City hard red wheat up five and three quarters at 947 and a half. And December oats up one and a half at 376 and a quarter. On the Merck, October live cattle up 30 at 149.65. October feeders up 20 at 175.42. Lean hogs down 42 at 86.95, pork cutout down 67 at 96.20, and class 3 milk up 4 cents at 21.79. And that's been a check of the midday market prices. I'm Riley Smith. Thanks again to John Heinberg of Total Farm Marketing for joining us today. Make sure you stay tuned later for the Closing Market Podcast as I talk with Bill Moore of Price Futures Group here on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters. 